Hey everyone, and welcome to another solo episode. In these mini episodes of Inside Contemporary Dance, I'll be sharing some stories, tips, hacks, strategies, and lessons I have collected over the course of my professional career. I actually didn't plan on going straight back into another solo episode right after my last one. But as I was thinking about the past year and contemplating my New Year's resolutions, I remembered a blog post I wrote exactly one year ago, but decided not to release. I am aware of the fact that this might not be a traditional New Year's resolution pep talk, but I feel like as overachieving dance artists, setting goals and following them through is kind of in our blood, and you all don't need any extra help from me for that. So today I want to bring a different topic to the table, one that has been neglected and shoved aside for a long time in our dance community, which is our health. Last year I wrote a blog post called My New Year's Resolution, sharing some health struggles I was experiencing and calling for our dance community to be more forgiving and accepting for this sensitive topic. Even though in the end I decided not to release it, writing about it was already very healing for me. And today, exactly one year later, I am happy to share what I wrote with you. So here's my New Year's resolution blog post from 2021. So pull up a chair, get comfy, and let's get started. Throughout my life, I consistently made new plans, finish my dance education and go to auditions. If one of the auditions is successful, move to the city of this project or company, get to know my colleagues, work hard, perform, and hopefully get to dance material that I like and that can help me evolve. If I don't get a job, then keep taking classes to stay in shape, send some more applications and try my luck somewhere else. Maybe some of you can relate to this. I even had a list of potential obstacles or challenges I might face. Like, I might have some financial stress when I'm between two jobs, or I might have to travel constantly or move to a new city or country. I might have to deal with paperwork and bureaucracy in a foreign language, dance for choreographers I don't like, and most likely deal with a whole lot of rejection and disappointment. But basically, my plan said, work hard, and if that doesn't work, work even harder. It was all about action. Like many people in their 20s, I took it for granted that no matter what, rejection, auditions, criticism, I could always trust my body to keep on going and keep on fighting. As youth and health oftentimes go hand in hand, we tend to trust our infinite youthful energy and our indestructible bodies to carry us through anything. I had a conversation a while ago with a good friend of mine, and I remember telling her this. You know, we always say 
that we as dancers are so connected with our bodies. And I think, yeah, we work with our bodies and we are very good at controlling and training them to do magnificent things. But what kind of relationship were we really taught to have with our bodies during our dance education and professional careers? I think an easy way to examine it is to compare it to a relationship between two people. Imagine your partner taking all the efforts you put in for granted, getting angry with you when you get a bit tired and expecting you to perform even when you are not doing well. Imagine them not listening to you when you ask for help. That wouldn't be a very healthy relationship, right? Yet many times this is how we treat our bodies. Just because we are able to control them doesn't mean that we really listen to them and are truly willing to honor their needs. The way I grew up in the dance world was being a professional means that you are always there. I remember performing with fever in a show where we had this super physical part that ended in climbing and hanging on a high wall, then jumping down to the floor, crawling all the way to the front of the stage, and in the end, running back to the wall and jumping on to this teeny tiny wooden ledge that wasn't even big enough to hold both of my feet. I stood there looking directly into the light and I literally felt that I was going to faint and just fall backwards and no one told me to do this. It was just clear to me that there was no other option, that this was what being a professional meant. Or I remember going back to dance after spraining my ankle before it had properly healed because I was afraid I wouldn't be a part of the new production. And by doing this, I made the healing process so much slower and more painful, but waiting was not an option for me. Oh, and here's a real highlight. I did an entire audition with excruciating stomach pain that I thought was from nerves, but ended up being a burst appendix. Yeah, <laughs> I know that this is a really extreme example, but I am sure that most dancers listening right now could Tell me a story about either performing sick or going back to work before fully recovering from an injury or in some form or another placing their body's needs below their professional obligations. Now, I totally get it. Sometimes we have a show and there is no one to take over our parts and we don't want to disappoint ourselves and our company members. Of course, in our profession, sometimes we have to push through being uncomfortable or work through and with our body's present condition. But my question is, how can we make sure that we are able to tell when we've crossed the line, when we've pushed our bodies to a point of no return, when we've put our bodies at risk or forced them into a constant state of struggle? And more than that, how can we trust ourselves to know when to set these boundaries and recognize the moment in which it is absolutely necessary to make the well-being of our bodies our top priority? 
I thought I could trust myself. You know, I loved saying things like, oh, my, my body is the most important thing of all, or health always comes first. I think I liked seeing myself in that way, but in reality, in the moment of truth, I would always choose my career over my physical health. And for many years, I thought it was working. I saw it as a sign of great strength and professionality. In my entire career as a dancer, I never missed a show and I was proud of it. Well, life had different plans for me, which looking back on today, I couldn't be more grateful for. So it goes like this. Between the years of 2018 and 2021, I went through a bunch of surgeries and medical treatments. Don't worry, I'll save you all the gory details, but the bottom line is that I went through all of this while still working full-time in a theater's dance company. I never stopped going to rehearsals, often performing with intense physical pain, as well as trying to navigate through the emotional pain it caused me. In a way, I was quote-unquote lucky because every time I needed surgery, it magically synced with the several COVID lockdowns, so the theater was closed anyways, and I didn't miss any shows and, in that sense, didn't have to actively choose my recovery time over my professional obligations. I could juggle all of it pretty well for a while, but it was exhausting. The first time I noticed how much it actually cost me was during a premiere week. I had some recurring pain from prior surgery and had to go back to the hospital. The doctors didn't really know what to do, so they just kept me there for a week and pumped me full of antibiotics. Really fun. And then I came back from the hospital and went right into our stage rehearsals. I had to learn last-minute material and run the show with no stamina while I was still on antibiotics. I somehow managed to perform. Well, I was lying on the floor in the wings, then jumping on stage to dance my part, and when it was done, immediately having to lie back down on the floor until my next entrance. The next couple of months were also full of shows and a new creative process. And I managed to hold myself together until the February lockdown, but honestly, only barely. I really remember applying to an audition at this time when a realization suddenly struck me. And I realized that I actually didn't want to get invited. I felt so drained that my body just didn't have the energy to go through the strain of an audition. I was only applying because that's what a dancer is supposed to do. It was an act driven by a sense of obligation, guilt, and fear of regret, and not from a real wish to be invited. And at that moment, I made a decision and today, looking back, I can say that it was one of the most important decisions I have ever made. I gave myself a month, even wrote down the date in which I was not allowed to apply or even look at any audition sites. I was going to only focus on my health. So 
I unsubscribed and unfollowed Dancing Opportunities and all the other audition sites and wrote an email to a company I was supposed to visit for a potential contract saying I wouldn't be able to come. All I wanted was to give my body a chance to heal without the pressure of thinking about the future of my career or having to be strong in rehearsals or forcing it to perform in long productions. It was a frightening decision to make. But once I made it, I instantly knew it was the right thing to do. I could feel both my body and my mind thanking me. I felt calm and my mind felt clear and free to search for alternative ways of treatment that actually helped me feel better after such a long period of pain. The experience of going back to work after lockdown was very challenging. I felt like I was at the beginning of an important healing process and all of a sudden I found myself having to put my obligation to the company above the time my body still needed to heal. I didn't ever resubscribe to the audition newsletters, by the way. After finishing my third season at the theater, I decided to leave that job and ended up dedicating almost a year to my health and well-being, saying no to jobs and opportunities that just a year before I would have done anything to get. For the first time, I put my body center stage and went on the most difficult yet meaningful journey with it. I know that the dance world can be unforgiving when it comes to weakness, injury, or illness. Sometimes it feels like we as dancers are meant to be almost superhuman, and every sign of weakness can be interpreted as incompetence or could lead us to losing a role or even a potential job. It's really important for me to tell you now, being sick or dealing with an injury is not a shortcoming. It's human. And most importantly, it's your body's way to reach out to you, to tell you to stop and finally notice what's going on. Maybe something needs to change, modified or retuned. It is the body's way to focus your attention on some part of yourself you may have been ignoring, overworking, or mistreating. Deciding to take a break from dance was one of the scariest things I have ever had to do. I felt like I might lose this part of myself forever, and I didn't know who I was without it. But now, after everything I have gone through, I'm not afraid anymore. I know that whether I dance or not, my existence won't be any less real, any less absolute. I know that my life won't stop and won't become any less meaningful. The days keep passing by and my friends and family, they love me just the same. My footprint on this planet is not any less valuable. My reflection in the mirror is just as sharp. I still breathe, eat, sleep, Walk and think. I'm still solid and obeying the laws of gravity. I am still granted the privilege of opening my eyes in the morning, taking a first conscious breath of air, standing on two grounded feet, and knowing that just as I can trust the seasons to change every year, 
This season of winter I am in right now soon will, as it always has, be followed by the hopeful blossom of spring. Okay, <laughs> so that was it. I am actually not sure what the exact reason was that made me decide not to share this with you last year. Maybe I was still too in too deep. I was going through a very intimate journey and I guess that I didn't want the pressure or judgment of others to divert me from my path. I think that a part of me was also just afraid to share so much with the world and still felt some shame around being sick and taking a break from dance. I really wanted this experience to belong to me and my decision not to dance was so hard and so personal that I didn't want to have to explain it to others on top of that. And you know what? Maybe a part of me still believed that sharing my situation could actually hurt my future dance career as well. But today, all these reasons that kept me from telling my story, they are exactly why I feel so compelled to share it with you. While I know that many of you won't be able to relate to the big health challenges I have gone through, which I wouldn't wish on anyone, so let's keep it that way. <laughs> We all experience health challenges to one degree or another. There is this really powerful proverb saying, a healthy person has a thousand wishes, a sick person has only one. These beautiful bodies that we live in allow us to achieve the goals we dream of. So when you make your New Year's resolutions this time, my suggestion to you is to try and add even just a little goal or new habit that can support your body's well-being. It doesn't have to be big. Maybe you need to make sure you get that extra hour of sleep at night. Maybe you want to make sure that the food you bring to rehearsals really sustains you and gives you the proper energy you need. Or maybe you want to make sure you drink enough water every day. Or maybe you want to schedule your project or rehearsals in a way that aligns with your cycle or just allows enough recovery time in between. We all need different things to support our overall health. Some smaller and some bigger. As we stand on the brink of a new year, my wish is for our dance community to be more forgiving and more kind when it comes to our health. But this change, it has to start in each and every one of us. First, we have to learn how to be more forgiving towards ourselves, and through that, find more compassion for each other's struggles as well. And that's it for today's solo episode of Inside Contemporary Dance. All my love and blessings to you. And may we all have an abundant, incredible year full of passion, compassion, and of course, a lot of health. Hey everyone, it's Amit again. 
If you liked this episode and found it interesting or meaningful in any way, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating or review, and most importantly, share it with anyone who might find value in it. If this was your first episode of Inside Contemporary Dance, I hope this can be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. If you're a returning listener, welcome back, friend. Join me again next episode to experience more conversations about dance, in which I, my beautiful Israeli accent, and most importantly, an exciting new guest, will be diving deeper into the many facets of the world of dance. And until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay tuned. Yalla, bye!